Salutation Shades, and welcome back to your one-stop shop for all things strange and unusual talking with shadows. The conversation everyone has, but no one wants to admit to. Here with your host, Vic Whateley. And Marcus D. And I am staring at the new alcohol that we're going to be drinking today. This oh, we getting right into it on the alcohol. Well, no, I am. But first, before we do that, big shout out to our newest patron, Michael. What? Yes, thank you for joining the One Candle Society patrons. We appreciate you so much. Thank you very much, Michael. We're so super glad to have you. We're drinking this gum, was it Three Floyd's Gumball Head? Uh, three, three Floyd's Gumball Head American Wheat Pale Ale. That's a hell of no, a name. That's a that's a mouthful. Well, I, I picked it up because I was going to CVS to pick up my wife some Benadryl, and I had to pick up alcohol for the, for the episode yep. today. And this was like jumped off the screen because it looks like it was doodled by a kindergartner. <laughs> and I'm like, this is just right up our alley. It, it looks, it, it says it's not normal. So if it's normal, I'm going to be like really hard on this alcohol. Well, if you ever get into alcohol, the first thing you need to understand about, about IPAs is that to make an IPA, you have to come up with the strangest name possible <laughs> for it. Like Three Floyd Bubblegum Super Sailor Moon, you know, Raging Wolf. <laughs> beer <laughs> okay okay well we're let's go ahead and try it. let's go ahead and try yeah, it. like that's you have to do that in our, that's like the law when we, it comes to we can't beer. talk about beer this long without me wanting to drink it mm. it's nice that it's is nice. a yeah. I, I would not say it's out of the ordinary though like every single ipa so ipas are like the catfish of the beer world because they make it look so much better on the outside are, are, than what it you, actually is. Are you is. personally attacking me because I love to cook catfish? No. No, that's the... <laughs> catfish is a phrase when a person no, no, looks I know, different I know. than really what they are. <laughs> you schmuck. <laughs> that's... Like, so so kind of like you in any given situation. Like, yeah, I, I get that. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, yeah, sure, absolutely. But that's how IPAs are. Like, tell, tell me I'm lying. <laughs> Our listeners, tell me if I'm lying about IPAs. There are better and worse IPAs, but they do tend to taste fairly similar. I'm not saying they're bad. What I'm just saying is, is every IPA makes it look so much cooler than what it is. It's like you're getting the experience of drinking it. Like, that's what, that's what you're buying with an IPA. Yeah, I always, like, looking at this, I thought it was going to be more unique than it was and then it ended up right. being more I mean, it's not it's not bad it's actually a pretty solid ipa but um eh, it's still just an ipa if webster's dictionary is listening that is exactly how ipa should be defined in the dictionary exactly uh, but one, one more thing i want to do i want to give a shout out to my friend montia who's recently become a listener she lives in Belgium, and she wants me to inform all of you of one important thing. French fries are not French. They're from Belgium. So next time you see someone, like, chomping down on some French fries, smack them and correct them on what they're actually should be called. Reclaim Belgium fries. And also let us know, what was it, Stella Artois? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She also, like, commented that uh, yeah, Stella Artois was Belgium. Is, is also from Belgium. So thank you for educating <laughs> us on Belgian history. Uh, we appreciate that so much. Thank you. Um, if you didn't check out our uh, uh, episode last week, our episode last week was where we started talking about time and space anomalies, and we kicked it off with one of the most famous time and space anomalies 
the Philadelphia experiment. A strange, weird experiment which the United States government might have been using strange technology causing a ship to disappear from one port. Or did another, they? To another port. Yeah, yeah, they did. I'm or, 100% or, or, or did sure. They? Yeah. Uh, Ghost feel! <laughs> Fucking, or I freaking love that name. Cuss ah, in the first you few seconds of the <laughs> So proud of you, Sphiel. You got Vic. Actually, I think that's the first time that actually Vic has actually cussed in the podcast uh, section. Um, I, I'm I'm feeling loose today. We I, got into a like really heated debate right before this, know, so I'm already loose. We should have been recording. Uh, so that's Vic 1 versus Marcus D. For those keeping track, I think like 10. <laughs> like 97. You're I'm, definitely going to have to bleep like, that one because it's within the first four minutes. <laughs> Uh, Iris Field said, ah, yes, the U.S. government messing with something they shouldn't. Like, no, no, not us. All the time. <laughs> that's that's a lot of American uh, paranormal folklore. It is usually <laughs> the American government messing with something that it shouldn't, and it went wrong. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. Dan Ward, super patron, said... I love how so far that every time Ellie has come on, uh, Ellie has come on the show. She's been conned into coming on the show. It's the only way we can get her to come on. Yes. We have to trick her. Yes, uh, it's like we like leave little pieces of candy for her to follow. Then once she gets into the studio, we just slam the door closed and she can't get out until she's in the episode. Yeah, the one that like we're going to be doing with her soon for one candle TV on the patron stuff is really just because she's like, oh, you're talking about witches? You should have had me on. And I'm like, okay, we'll have you on for this. She's like, no, 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 no. Hang on, wait, <laughs> hang on. I just read the rest of Dan's comments. This oh. is way more important. And I'm going to pick this another time because you didn't see in the last episode. I've got my 3D printer working, and I've got Warhammer, min Warhammer minis to print well. So if you guys want some for cheap to nothing, let me know. <laughs> hey, if you Holy Fuck! We need to swap STLs because I, I have some Warhammer STLs. I'd love to uh, like send you the ones I have and get the ones that you have. I don't because I'm always looking for like more things to print. Good job to for Dan to get me to just cuss on the podcast. <laughs> so shout out today to all the fans today because you got both me and Vic to cuss in the first six minutes of the podcast. You guys uh, are getting us worked up. I know this is going to be an intense episode. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm sorting through schmuck. Uh, Avis Rex, the dark Phoenix said, ah, skin skinwalker ranch, the coast to coast broadcast that got me into more than just Bigfoot, the Pandora's box that once opened, you will forever fall down the rabbit hole. Also, I like Vic's canon idea and Marcus real life reason as to why, uh, what was done with snuffy. Both sides make sense in a way. <laughs> Which is true. We might have to dedicate a whole episode where we talk about Snuffleupagus and his impact on uh, on the world. Because I think we could do that. I I guess I get to talk about tulpas, so sure I'm in. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, is that the first instance of a possible tulpa like in modern media? Uh, yeah, because it goes way back. He goes way back to like the seventies. Uh, maybe I don't yeah. know. I'd have to think about it. I'd, I'd have to think about Tell it. Tell me right now. Actually, if there's a another reference to a tulpa. That's in the media that came out before Snuffleupagus, Sesame Street, when he made his first appearance. Comment below, please. Because I would be very curious to see if there is anything else in, like, actual, like, American media. Or worldwide, uh, sure. I, I think there might be some in international media because I want to say there's a American documentary media. on uh, the lady who, like, first kind of brought the concept of Tulpa to the West. But, yeah, I don't know if in American media there is. Right. So. All right. Uh, so we're, let's kick off the episode, man, because I, I, I am ready to get into this. Uh, 
I so for today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Mandela effect. And if you've never if you've never heard of the Mandela effect, which I would be super shocked for any of our listeners that have not heard about it, it's this effect where uh, one person will be will will remember something in a way uh, will remember something throughout history, like a detail about something. Uh, they'll be talking to a group of people. And it, it turns out that their particular detail was wrong. And this particular term was coined in, two, in uh, 2010 by paranormal uh, uh, consul- consulate. By paranormal consultant. My bad there. <laughs> consulate. Consulant. Can't read today. Uh, paranormal consultant Fiona Broom. Uh, if you're not familiar with Fiona Broom, she's actually a paranormal investigator that goes back to like the 1970s and was the first known to coin the term the Mandela effect in 2010, which actually shocked me that I thought this word had been around way longer than 2010. No, there's accounts of the Mandela effect that go long before that, but it was never given a name. Uh, the phrase. Yeah. You know, fun fact, she also coined the term the sparkle effect. Really? The sparkles effect, like in ghost hunting. Um, it's this really weird ocular thing, like where if you're taking a photograph with the camera, like there's these weird speck of light that's in a camera um, that you'll see that are falling. But when you take the camera, when you take the photo, they don't appear. Like they don't appear actually in the photo because I kept getting these confused with orbs. But these particular yeah. effects are like weird, like 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 little balls of light, that, like that sparkle down, and they're supposed to be used as a way in order to try to like see where ghost activity is. And she apparently turned into, like coined this term in the 90s. I would really like to talk to someone who's like an expert on photography on yeah. that. So let's see if there's an answer to it. Well, the, the weird thing is, I think as, as technology has advanced, you've started seeing less. Because I didn't know what that term was, by the way. <laughs> I, I, had to look, I had to look that up. But I think as, time, as, we've, as we've gone to more digital type cameras uh, with that, you, you start seeing the sparkle effect a lot less. Because I really kept thinking it was adorbs. Like, I started, like, looking up you, and I just fell on this weird rabbit hole of looking at her. But she coined this term. She's known for coining this term in 2010 about the Mandela effect because it's, like, one of the most famous types of Mandela effects uh, that you could think of. And it's this concept of when did Nelson Mandela die? Did uh, Some people believe that Nelson Mandela died uh, way back in South Africa when he died in prison, or did he die, I believe it was 2013 when he actually died, uh, way later. And people, large groups of people remember this concept, like remember this in history very differently. Yeah, but the or the Mandela effect goes way beyond just that case. Oh. That's probably just the most famous case. Oh, absolutely. Uh, here's another really good example of, of one, the Monopoly man. Does he have a monocle or no? No monocle. No monocle. But people are absolutely convinced whenever you look at it, people, people fail that one on the internet all the time. I'm not from the universe where he had a monocle, clearly. No, but a lot of people, they do. You know what, because Vic doesn't know this because he doesn't use Instagram, but there's this really cool filter where you can use the Mandela effect, and it gives you an option of two things, and you like move your head left or right. And I was watching a bunch of reels of people playing that, and everybody gets the, the, <laughs> the, the, the monocle wrong for the Monopoly guy. I think a lot of them you can break down into a few categories. One of them being things that could be easily mistaken based off pronunciation or not looking at something very closely. Cheese it versus cheese it's. Uh, things like is there two F's or one F in uh, double stuffed Oreos. There's a lot of brand label ones where I could see mostly this is going to be based on region, regional pronunciation. And someone just not viewing uh, a package extremely close. Does Kit Kat have a dash in between? Yeah, it or yeah, not? that's one of them. Does um, it? Oh, uh, I don't know. I never eat Kit Kats. No, they don't. It does not have a dash in between. But a lot of people think it does. 
The next one I'd, I'd call kind of the meme ones, where something has been memed to a point where everyone misquotes it. Kind of like the Luke, I am your father, where he never says, Darth Vader never says, Luke, I am your father. Darth Vader just says, I am your father. And there's tons of other references along those lines as well, mm-hmm. where it's just, I uh, my assumption on those is that it's been memed so much that we remember that memory better. <clears throat> the final one that I kind of like to call type threes are the ones where they are more major events with a higher level of consistency running through them with a greater degree of detail given to them as well. Um, and type threes are kind of where I want to focus on, but there's one that I want to ask you, Marcus, because sure. originally I was preparing a quiz for everyone, sure. but I kind of got sidetracked on a few really specific ones. And you, you, you consider yourself a religious Catholic person, right? I do. I do. Okay. I'm going to ask you something from Isaiah 11.6, and okay. this is going to be a fill in the blank. The blank... And also, or shall also dwell with the lamb. The blank shall also dwell with the lamb. All right. First of all, I'm Catholic. We don't read the Bible. Okay. We <laughs> got I... the spark notes for the stained glass windows. <laughs> Thank you very much, by the way. But I, I kind of feel like most people could get this one. I, I did this with a few other people and. Blank. Say that one more time. Say one more the time. The blank shall also dwell with the lamb. Oh, sorry. The blank also shall dwell with the lamb. I give up the sun. No, most of, okay, <laughs> make a case that, that's for weird because almost everyone says the lion shall also dwell with the lamb, mm-hmm. but that's not true. The, the, the verse is the wolf shall also dwell with the lamb, and there's accounts going back at least to, um, uh, I think it was 1912, mm-hmm. of priests trying to figure out why does everyone misquote this verse? Why does everyone think that it's this way I mean, I when can, it's not? I mean, I can answer that. People have been, I mean, people change, like, translations of the Bible all the time. But it's consistently wolf among those translations. True, and I'm sure a lot of people, for the ways that they remember um, stuff, a lot of times there could be, oh, gosh. Um, Like, okay, here we go. Here's another one that said, like, with at a certain point, I swear, there'll just be this change in Catholic doctrine, but not everybody gets it. Like, the phrase, like, the Lord be with you. And also with you. No, and it's. Uh, within your spirit, or with with your, in the, uh, you know, something akin to that. I've been in a while, but like, but like, they changed it about like ten years ago. Actually, maybe even longer than that. But a lot of people still remember it, and I've actually seen similar people that have started calling that particular thing another example of the Mandela effect. But we know whenever it. Shifted. Oh, I'm not certain that this is a Mandela effect. I'm not certain it's not either. I just thought it was very fascinating what to bring it up because I thought it was a lion, and it looks like. It's remained wolf consistently through church doctrine. Mm-hmm. Or at least I haven't, and other researchers haven't oh, been able to point to a point where it was ever changed. There's just this odd swap that no, no one's been able to address why. To be, to be fair, people have been misquoting the Bible since it was written. That's true, and I think this might be a really good example of it, just, but it makes me wonder on. to the why of it. It seems very... It seems like a very strange thing, especially since so worked up that like uh, many people get about being able to perfectly quote the Bible. Mm-hmm. It just seems somewhat odd to me. And like I tried this on Ellie, who um, she grew up in a Catholic school. She uh, sang like choir, kind of specializing in religious songs. And she's like, I, I would have been certain it was lying. Like even in most of the songs, it's lying. Mm-hmm. No, but I I, 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 I think I attribute the fact that I think that some people just get so, I think some people just get so used to 
a thought or a memory of something like that that I think that it just seems to just stick with them. But I mean, but, but I will say that's a pretty, that's a pretty interesting example. That's a pretty good example. Yeah. That's one of the ones that's really stuck with me. And I, I, I really wanted to bring that one up because I kind of felt like it would speak to you as well. Right. Another one I wanted to talk about though is Spirited Away. My, one of my favorite movies. I don't know if it's my very favorite movie, but it's way up there. Uh, Studio Ghibli, Miyazaki, mm-hmm. freaking awesome. I know I've made you watch this before. I have. <laughs> This is one that occurs almost only in Japan. But people will remember there being something that happens after the family goes through the tunnel at the end. That there's a additional scene uh, that goes on where they get to their new house. And it's just kind of a closed little wrap-up scene. There's nothing special. No major narrative points occurs in it. But it's just this nice little ending where they now arrive home safe. And they're walking around and they're looking at their new house. And there's a few lines of dialogue that occur there. Lots and lots and lots of people in Japan remember this ending. Mm-hmm. But there's no account of it ever existing. Actually, there's not even an extended cut of that movie. And even Miyazaki himself has come out and said, no, there was never anything after the tunnel scene. It ends when they go through the tunnel, and there was never anything more. That's really weird. But a huge amount of the population, and they remember the what happens consistently to the point where they've gone together and recreated the scene. Mm-hmm. With most people being like, that's it, that's it, that's what that's what I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's very fascinating. It's like, I, I've seen it plenty of times, and I don't remember anything going on after the tunnel scene. I remember it ending when they go through the tunnel. But this is one that mainly only occurs in Japan. Some of the, some of the theories being the, uh, along the lines of, oh, maybe um, there was a cut that was released in limited proportion, but... Miyazaki is not really known for being dishonest, and Miyazaki was both the writer and the director. Well, are you sure that there might not be some <clears throat> some type of like bootleg fan created scene that's out there? Because there's an example of say like the the Mandela effect, like when it comes to the movie Kazam versus the movie Shazam, like whether or not if uh, if you know some people remember like the movie Kazam with Shaquille O'Neal where he's playing the genie, and then other people remember uh, Sinbad playing the genie in the movies called. Uh, Shazam, I think, yeah. is what, I think is what it's called. And well, I want to get into this one too, but well, but addressing that, uh, I know I've made you watch some of the studio uh, Ghibli stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Their technology and their art and their style is very hard to recreate because they use very high-quality artists, very high-quality ma- animation materials. A bootleg adding a scene would not have been able to do it. And also, the there was voices in it. There was dialogue. Well... I don't think I don't think that's necessarily true because with the Shazam and Simbad, you realize that they actually did a bootleg like scene with Simbad like some time ago actually that floats around where, you can, where he actually like shot some mm-hmm. scenes like dressed as the guy from Simbad that everybody thought that he was and now it's floating out there sort of reinforcing that sort of Mandela effect. I mean, yes, but that'd be easier to get to recreate assuming you can get Simbad to agree to it. Well, yeah, he did. But like the sort of animation budget it would take to produce those scenes would be a much higher amount of investment. And also most of these people claim that they remember this when it originally came out on TV in Japan. Well, that would be the same thing for people who remember whenever the movie came out for, for Sinbad or for Kazam. That's what I'm saying. People said the same thing. It'd be more difficult to bootleg. I, I, I I wouldn't say that it's impossible, but also why would the TV stations be playing the bootleg version when they had the rights to the actual 
don't know. And be, how would they acquire all the no, voice actors? No, no, no. It would be floating around the internet, probably. Like, in some way, it would have to be floating around, like, in the... It had to be floating around somewhere on the internet, or it had to oh, be like oh oh. I'm like following the, you now. I thought yeah. you were saying with the original thing. No 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 um, no no. no, no. If be, it does exist fans, out there, no one's been able to find it. Now, what some people did was they did recreate the scene in. Well, they didn't want they didn't want it to occur where they create the scene and then people go, oh, that's what people saw. So what they did is they recreated it using Minecraft. That way, it wouldn't look the same, but they could still convey what the scene was like. Mm-hmm. Um, so that does exist. But that was more to try to have a visual element to what people saw without people going, no, they, they just saw right. this and retrofit right. their I mean, memory. I, st- I still think that can just reinforce someone's inaccurate memory of doing something even through Minecraft. I still well, think let, let me ask you this. this if that's source. what caused it to come into existence, why would they have made that video? No, 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 no. no. I'm not, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is I think that still creating it in Minecraft could still taint people's perceptions of what it was. Like what happened when they oh. made the Sinbad fan? Oh, thing. certainly. Memory's incredibly like, ephemeral. It didn't. It didn't go. It didn't go away. Whenever like people like whenever they made that bootleg Sinbad uh, or Shazam scene, it just made it worse. The unfortunate thing when dealing with memory is it's so ephemeral that there's not really an impossibility to memory because of like how our minds work and how the science of memory works. It's hard to give a there. There's no. There's no way to say objectively anything is not misremembered because we know that we can misremember almost anything, even to extreme details. That's why um, I think it's only interesting when it happens with major events and a high, in a high enough population. The, that's why like, I don't really care that much for some of the other ones, but some of the type threes, and I'm not even going to say all of them, but some of them have me thinking. And one of them that does get me thinking is that, uh, is uh, the Spirit Away. And, of course, I picked that one just because it is one of my favorite movies, and I've watched it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Although I've never seen this ending. Right. Well, I mean, I, but I also think that people... Oh. Pe- pe- people take extreme offense to the concept of, of saying that they remembered something inaccurately. And I, and I think that really needs to be addri- like that really needs to be brought up in this, in this particular episode because I've seen this a lot. I mean, we're yeah. talking about the paranormal, so you're talking about instances where people are talking about their experiences... Like with the paranormal, oftentimes whenever they were kids, and you know, so sometimes when you're dealing with the paranormal and you're, li- and you're talking to people, we've talked about screen memories before. Oh right? yeah. Okay. Where's this concept where your your mind will create this memory in your head to protect you or shield you from something? That's the the that's sort of the definition to it. Or something's implanted in your head by you know grays, aliens, the men in black, whoever you know, super science, government <laughs> people, whatever, uh, the, and they do that. There's been instances in which we've had people that have come to us to tell us about their paranormal experience. And I swear, like, when we brought up the concept of a screen memory, they take offense. Oh, yeah. They've got a very, very offended uh, at even yeah, I, floating I remember, that idea. I, was, I remember that someone had brought down a, um, a description of an event that had happened. And the event didn't make a lot of sense. But it was very similar to some of the themes that I had seen in other people who believe they had screen memories. I floated the idea to you, you floated the idea to them, and they, they got, got mad. Well, they the thing mad. is, I think it's a two-part issue. I think right. one part is a lot of people don't realize how ephemeral memory really is. And the other part, I think that they feel like you're they're attacking your credibility. Right. Where we're not saying your memory is bad. We might say all memory is bad. Mm-hmm. But I still think that there's important notes within the experience, especially when there's consistencies outside of it. Right. Well, I also think, too, I think people are also deeply afraid of the idea that 
their memories of something may be inaccurate or something that's oh, important yeah. to them might not necessarily have happened that way. And think about the mental health stigma we've right. talked about plenty of times on this channel because we both have that history of mental health. Which is the reason about why, if you <laughs> if you ever listened to our episode, we talked about, like, like are we living in a simulation? And you said, well, I don't think that many. And a lot of people will make the same, oh, I don't think it would be that big of a deal to me. For this particular reason, when you talk about how offended people get when they don't remember something correctly because it may or may not have happened that way or it may not be real or that might have been, that's why the reason why I think that way more people would be way more traumatized by that. I'm, yeah, but I could then say perhaps the reason why we have these inconsistencies and even in our own memories is because we're living in a simulation. And my choice is either I mean, to go yeah. nuts over the simulation right. I probably can't escape or right. accept it and have a happy right. life. That's going to be my well, response. Well, I mean, that's one of the exp- – that's one. Of the, well, I mean, that's sort of one of the paranormal explanations about oh, the reason about before why. Before we go into explanations, oh, sure. I wanted you to talk about – because we have talked about yeah. the Mandela effect a little bit in other videos, but sure. we probably haven't given it this sort of addressing – and in past videos, you have mentioned a bit of a connection with the Mandela effect in Tiananmen Square. Yeah, yeah. And I was wanting you to speak on that yeah, here before sure, we sure, move sure. on. Well, that was the first time that I ever experienced the Mandela effect for that. Because I was talking with my dad. And my dad's a major in history. And, you know. And, like, he, and I mean, like, major. Yeah, I thought huge. I knew history until no. I talked to this guy. <laughs> like, my dad's at this point where he's just buying books. My dad's buying books from the 1970s just to watch the way that people had perceived history from like previous time periods. And that's, that's where he's gotten to this point with history. But anyway, but we were talking about Tiananmen Square and for the longest time, I honestly thought the guy from Tiananmen Square, like back, like in, you know, the Tiananmen Square incident happened in, uh, uh, it was in 1989. Uh, and it was a gentleman that's, that, that stands out in front of the, the tanks. And it's a very, it's a very powerful, image real baller people. dude too. Yeah. I mean, it's a, the image that's in our head for the longest time. I really believe that, the t- that I remember the tanks just rolling the guy over. And that was my perspective of what it was. And my dad's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, no, I remember like, that's what happened, right? Like the tanks roll over the guy and he goes, no, they didn't roll over the guy. <laughs> and that was, and that was what happened. He said, actually, people really don't know what happened to the guy. Actually. No, he disappears shortly yeah. after that. The way I remember it is, and tell me, I don't remember if this is the correct one. Cause some people remember a few different things Yeah, that the guy with the bicycle Mm-hmm. kind of came up and kind of got him to move yeah. out of the way of the tanks before they killed him. But there's even more Mandela effects even after that of, oh, he just moved on. He was fine. There's other people. That oh, the remember- Chinese government killed him. I'm certain. No, well, yeah, that's one of them, too, that he was shot by a firing squad 14 days later. Mm-hmm. Problem is, is we really don't know because nobody yeah. can find him anymore. So it's probably there's probably the latter. I, I, if I remember right, we didn't even have 100% confirmation on the name of the person. Right. yeah. Like, we just knew that it was this one valiant person standing up to the authoritarian machine. Yeah, but a lot of different people perceived what happened with yes. him very differently. And what's really weird is the way in which that made people perceive that particular situation based on how they perceived that. Based on, yes. Uh, based on how they perceive what happened. Or... They perceived it correctly, and they're from an alternate universe where it had gone down differently. Well, yeah, I mean, that's sort of the idea about behind the Mandela effect is that you have different people from different realities sort of splicing in and out. Like, But the, there is one more thing on that we need to address. Oh, sure. Many of the people who have experienced the belief that that he, that person was ran over also remembers there being a massive anti-Chinese uh, anti-Chinese government uprising, mm-hmm. causing them to kind of fall in line with the global community, which we know didn't, didn't happen, happen. <laughs> but they remember this, like, right. they don't just remember the one strange event. They also recall the fallout from yeah. it, which that's when it becomes interesting to me because I could easily say, well, probably what happened was they had looked away and then they had assumed the ending. Mm-hmm. 
But that doesn't make as much consistent sense with the fallout. Mm-hmm. And that that's what makes that one become particularly interesting for me. Right. So you ready to get into yeah, like, yeah, possibilities? Yeah, let's, let's get into the why's so and the, the possibilities. So, so this, so the, one of the most popular uh, thoughts is, is that essentially what's going on with the Mandela effect is that people are, is that there's a, like an infinite number of realities out there. Like for, for every possible decision that could happen, there's an infinite bunch of realities in which that particular happened. Like, so for, you know, so if and I have, this isn't entirely outside the realm of science, although no, I don't no, care no, for no. string theory. A lot of string no. theorists talk about this. I'm not a big string so theory person. It's though. like the idea of like, I have a quarter in my hand and I offer it to Vic. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reality where Vic just takes it from my hand. There's a reality where Vic takes, it says, no, I don't need it. There's a, reality where Vic shoots me and takes the coin. There's a reality where Vic shoots me and doesn't take the coin. There's a reality where Vic turns into a purple dinosaur and bats off my head. Uh, you know, there's a reality where he gets mad thinking that I'm saying he's poor. Like, there's just all these different realities. I don't know about the purple dinosaur one. I don't think there's I would infinite, die. According to it, there's an infinite possibilities of what happens or outcomes. So Yes, but doesn't the event still have to follow with... Er- no. Assuming that they're universe are we assuming their universe functions on similar rules or not because i'm okay with either and in the in the latter i think i'm using ladder right i will give it to you i could have turned into a purple yeah. dinosaur no I, I don't think i don't think it has to i think if you have Ooh, an infinite number is, of possibilities that is even more interesting well, i actually no, really well, like that you get that for a lot of other examples in which people have like use the mandela effect but anyway but what you have is you have people believe that what happens is is essentially there's bleed over like one like you end up in another reality or another reality person ends up in our reality for 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 whatever that for whatever causes it, and that explains the Mandela effect. And this can happen to multiple people at once, one person, what have you. Um, some people blame the the the, um, the hadron super collider like uh, event and said that was what that. it was. But I think people are just blaming stuff on science way more than. I mean, I think it gets blamed for way more than probably would happen because people have a hard time understanding what it is. Or like, yeah, the people are messing with stuff they shouldn't. That's probably what caused all this paranormal shit. Okay, first, I'm not putting it... Okay, the mechanism on why it occurs, I'm not putting it outside science or mysticism or fairies or anything else because I do not have a good explanation on why it occurs. So I I don't have a strong stance on the why. I'm more interested in the possibilities of these colliding universes. Like, is what... Because here's one of the things. Here's what, what makes me skeptical on the colliding universe thing. I could believe that if these if string theory is true and these exist and there may be a mechanism for them to drip near, that someone could get dropped off or picked up. The thing is this, you never really end up with two of the same person. There seems to be an exchange or the other ones for some reason vanishes because you don't really end up with two people, one of them believing what we would consider the correct timeline and one believing a deviant timeline. Mm-hmm. You end up with one person who believes in the deviant timeline and leaving us to assume maybe the remaining person went there and is believing something that would be deviant to that universe. Mm. So either like maybe it's more of a memory swap between two people. But the thing is we don't know how matter is going to engage with itself when it's the same matter from a different universe. But again, I think you're suffering from a numeracy with like not understanding the concept of numbers. Cause if you're dealing with a situation in which a, an infinite number of possibilities exist, and an infinite number of possibilities, you know, one to infinity number of people can can perceive it the same way. Oh, so but it's, it's definitely, it's not a numeracy. My it, issue is this. If there's an issue with the two universes having some sort of exchange, right? right. I could believe that there's a mechanism that could dump someone off or right. pick someone up. It's harder for me to believe that the mechanism switches Marcus D in universe A with Marcus D in universe B 
in a perfect conjunction. Because you would think that you would, when the universe would end up with two and one would end up with none would be more likely than a perfect swap. So it's not really an issue of enumeracy, which I can never say that word correctly. Enumeracy. Enumeracy. I always screw up that word. But my issue is that's a strange mechanism to exist. Unless it's an outside force like the Hadron Super Collider causing it. Then perhaps, or if it's an intentional exchange, then that would make more sense to me. I'd like to point out that the suit that the Hadron Collider came on in 2008, and all of a sudden we get this coin term in 2010. Just saying. I, like I said, I'm not going to say it's an impossibility. I just think it's, well, I mean, bosons, not, like they're, they are shooting waves. bosons at each other, and we don't know bosons very well. Now, I would doubt that if you hit a boson with another boson at high speeds, it causes two people from universes to change spots. That seems strange to me. Assuming, but I'm not going to call it impossible. Again, assuming that's the only thing that's causing. That's, that's the only. That's exactly what they're doing. And yeah, they're not and doing maybe they're else. maybe they're not shooting bosons at each other. Maybe I mean, they're doing something else. We've also got instances in which people have been vaporized, and there's just their shadow like freaking left yep. on the wall. Or, so, or that guy who took a bunch of molecules straight to the face. Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard to exactly know exactly Guys, what may or may not. Yeah. Don't hang out in a in a super collider. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> you know. You think that it's going to be like Doctor Manhattan, like from The Watchmen, but no. No, you're just going to be like fully numb in you one know, side of your yeah, body. You no, know, it'll be. You'll just yeah, or vaporized. That's yeah. Those those molecules are small, but they're really moving really fast. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but, but again, but but, but here's the weird thing, man. If you watch. So many videos out there about the men, about the Mandela effect. So many people really will just float the idea out there that we're in alternate realities, rather than the possibility that we're just forgetting stuff. I know that our I, memory I think, is just bad. I think everyone, and some level, is accepting. Like even in this discussion, one of the things I think is a possibility is that for some reason we are group misremembering. Which I think is a very interesting. Like I'm not, I'm not putting it past it. There could be a mysterious psychological reason, and the reason I say mysterious is because you should have a greater level of deviation within some of these better remembered memories than there are. So I would call it a mysterious psychological reaction. But I, but I think the reason for that is plainly is 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 often more to how much more information the person is a person is exposed to. Now, in the age of information, as compared to before, because if you look at instances of the Mandela effect, they're like all post-internet. Nope. Sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry, let me phrase it. I'm sorry. Hang on. Sorry. The vast majority of examples, yes, pop up post. However, not all of them. However, mm-hmm. a lot of them also will go to say prior to like 1970, still when mass media is a thing. When mass, oh, many of them are much older than that. I know. Well, I said, I said, not as many. Well, the issue is one of the part, or one of the things that I would say is an issue is we have a name for it. People who go back and look for these have a hard time because they don't know what to search for as a term right. within old documents because there wasn't a term for it. So that makes it very hard for them to find. Well, like, again, but we can confirm that these sort of things did exist. I, I'm I'm sure that they did. But what I'm saying is, is with the invention of mass media, you have an example in which people are exposed to the average person today, the average person right now has more information at their fingertips than anybody else throughout human history. So you, I don't think anyone's arguing that no, point. <laughs> so, what, but, so what I'm saying is the purpose of that is since you were exposed to so much information, there is no way that you can remember all of it. Well, is what yeah, I'm saying. of course. Right. That's, you know. that's why we have the internet because right. we can't remember so all this that's stuff. That's why I'm saying the vast majority of examples in which of the Mandela effect all are seem to be 
post mass media when you have this. But um, also giving something a name allows you it to be structured and communicated sure. more easily. Like in past situations, we don't really know how often it may have occurred because we don't have good search terms and good words to look for in academia. We have to look for people just using precise enough language to recognize it. Right. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying it's, well, again, I still think the fact that it's still hard to define is also evident again of, of my point of that mass media contributed to it way more. Well, my point is more, it's hard to find something where you don't have a term. I think you're likely correct. Right. But I'm not, I'm not willing to say that's definitely true. But again, but I'm not saying that I, I think that there's still examples of it before mass media because it can still happen because there's still major news, major events. And then has to be, and that's perceived by the world, and people can get it wrong. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, of you know that they can, but mass, but mass, but mass media causes just there to be more of these, and that's the reason why. And it's communicated more easily nowadays. But I think there's more of those type one, type twos that we were talking about. Oh, so many. There's so many now. I usually found a list of hundreds rather than rather than type three. And I would say, for the most part, type two is spawned almost entirely because of the internet. Maybe not solely, but. The um, basically, it, it. I know you can meme without the internet, but it's a lot easier for us to meme now we have it. And I think that that acceleration causes a lot of the type two ones to exist. Right, right. Um, so, but again, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that there aren't examples of type. Well, I mean, I guess for. I mean, I guess if you look at history manipulation that people yeah. campaigns that people have done, that's an example of like type three. But we know people are manipulating manipulating people's perceptions of history to do that, but yeah, to, to cause it that way, I guess. Cause I mean, there's definitely been plenty of cases where right, history right. was intentionally misstructured. Right. So, you know, examples of that. So, yeah. So that's, that's my point on that. But people just, I, I just, I found that just so just interesting that people really would mm-hmm. just get so upset at the idea that the, the possibility that we're just bad memoring things is just so out there that, more people are willing to accept no, I, I that, think, I think that most we're in alternate realities. I, 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 I should say I make the assumption that most people address that as a possibility and has a rove at a different conclusion. But if I'm wrong, what I would say to those people is, A, you need to consider this more seriously. Right. Um, but at the same time, like even if it is a memory thing, for some of these, it's an extraordinary memory adjustment on the scale of mass, hy- or mass hysteria. Um, it's... Some of them share a odd level of detail occurring at a near simultaneous time. So that makes me think that if this is a psychological occurrence, it's something that is more of an extraordinary occurrence that we may not fully understand as of yet. No, we can talk, no, we understand it as of now. That's not people or we we already know now in psychology the examples in which how Groups of people's pressure on a particular person will affect their perception yes, of the reality. Yes, the smoke test, the gorilla test, the ball test. We, we, we know all those. But many of these are occurring with stark detail around the same time without the ability to communicate with each other. All these, re- all these tests require a social structure where you're exposed to other people sharing that belief. And often these have, have occurred near simultaneously without any uh, evidence that they have they have had any communication or exposure to the idea. Right, but we already know that groups of people can pressure people into changing their perception. So That's why saying. I said right, yeah. they occurred nearly simultaneously right. because they haven't had time. The, the idea has not had time to spread, and they have not had exposure to this idea yet. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it interesting and distinct because in all the tests that, that we're bringing up, you already had to have a population that was enforcing the viewpoint. I, I, but I think even with even if you look at examples in which, 
even examples of, say, like mass propaganda campaigns, like with media campaigns, I think you can find examples of that in which people will just blatantly perceive perceptions of history, even if it's inaccurate. They're I'm, not necessarily together. I'm just I'm pointing at points where the idea has not yet propagated, but you can find separate populations that have not been in communication with each other believing this idea. Yeah, but it's hard to know exactly. It's hard sometimes to know exactly whether or not there's been a connection between the two. It, it is difficult. Right. And like you, it, at the same time, this would be extremely hard to study in a laboratory situation because you would need like disparate populations and things. Like the problem is this data point is extremely hard to track. And that's why I'm just using anecdotal information right. because I couldn't tell you how to get quantifiable information. I couldn't think of a test to make this work. No, I, uh, I think examples of, ma- I think of mass media propaganda examples. I think no, 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 no. Yeah. For the last time, yeah. that is not what I'm talking about. Right. I'm talking about something distinctly different. No, but I I just, as as an example of which people even that might not be, even groups of people that weren't exposed to the propaganda still getting the propaganda to them. I still think you you can see examples of it. But I'm talking about cases before the idea was distributed. Okay, let's say that a propaganda thing has not yet been distributed, but will in the future. Mm -hmm. But five days before that, we can cite this case here and this case here that both already believed it. But we can establish that it's extremely unlikely the two cases have had communication with each other. Mm -hmm. And then when the thing hits, then they're like, oh, yeah, this is this has been a thing. Can you give an example of that? Like, yes, actually, I found some when tracking the um, the thing with the uh, spirited away one Mm -hmm. where they had tracked uh, two different people that were stating it that seemed to be uh, unconnected with each other. Oh, uh, but to be fair, though, but Spirited Away have been traveling around the country for a while. Oh, the movie, yes, but the idea of this hidden scene right. was not. Uh, so that would be the exam- the propaganda part that would come again, out later. But if you look at the concepts of six degrees of separation, which how people know each other or how ideas spread, it's really hard to say that people, it's hard to say, like, what really influences you. But there is no something. signs of communication right. between them. No, yeah, I'm not saying that you, sometimes you can't point to it, but a lot of times we have seen examples in which ideas can spread to, to two groups of people. I, I, I think that we have seen stuff like that before. I would Oh, I'm not saying that that's impossible. Right. I'm saying it's unlikely, and that makes that's what makes me think that it's extraordinary. Yeah, or... Like, I think we might... If it is psycho, psychological, we're dealing with something that we need to examine further. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been some studies into the collective subconscious mm-hmm. that makes it seem like there might be something to the collective subconscious. And this might be something that would fall into that. Well, or, or that it's hard for everybody to remember exactly how we have been affected by other people. Like, it's, again... I'll, I think it'd be more likely that it would be a statistical you know, anomaly. Like, right, like trying to write down every single person that you interacted with yesterday. You are probably going to miss people that you interacted with in some way. And there may be instances in which you didn't even know I mean, that you I were was shut in, but... <laughs> but I mean, but if you think about it, like trying to write down like example, like if you wrote down like, if you, like with me and my wife, if I wrote down everybody she, that I interacted with and she wrote down everybody that I interacted with, she may actually come up with people that may have actually impacted me that I didn't even realize and that was on there. That yeah, but exa- interaction yeah. doesn't doesn't uh, equivocate to spread of specific information. Mm, but a lot of times we don't, a lot of times you can pick up information from people and not even realize it. But often me and you have conversations. Correct. And then you go out and meet someone, that person meets someone, that person meets someone, and we get the six points right. of exchange. Right. Being able to extrapolate that that conversation had spread from me to you to the next step, to the next step, to the next step, to the next step, I would say is highly unlikely. 
I would say it is unlikely, but it's not impossible. No, no. Oh, in, in statistics, you don't say impossible. Like, I, I'm not going to say it's impossible because that's – I would be being a silly Billy to the <laughs> fifth degree if I said it was impossible. Right, right. <laughs> I would be the silliest of all right, Billies. Right, right. You would have to build a statue of me with that title. Okay. I kind of want a statue now that says that. It's got metaphysical pretty quick. <laughs> it it, it did. But uh, I want to go back to a point sure, sure. where um, I don't think it's likely that what we're seeing here is an exchange of dimensions. Because normally when you have exchanges, you usually don't have this perfect exchange. Unless there's some law of science that keeps it regular, which also in itself seems peculiar to me. I don't think that that's what's occurring. Uh, I would say out of the ones that we've discussed the abnormal psychological angle, I'd say, I think is most more likely. But I think there's other really out there possibilities I'd like to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we're getting on, t- or on on time. I want to talk about one more before we go to the patron segment. Sure. The idea that people are screwing with time and that when the timelines spin back together, not every neural memory is reconnected correctly. So when the timeline adjusts, then not every, every memory is properly changed in the process. Right. And I think that's more likely because we don't have to extrapolate a weird law that keeps equivalent exchange between people and dimensions, which right. seems very odd. Right. I don't say, I don't, I'm not going to say this one's likely, but I think that this is something that's fun to think about. No, I, I think this is something that could cause Mandela effects for people because yeah. I mean, if, because again, when you're, when you're, because not every, we have a general standard for how people's brain, for how humans brain chemistry works. But there are deviations amongst everybody, and different things affect different mm-hmm. people differently. It's like certain people being able to pick up, like, and getting headaches, uh, you know, from five G or whatever, or other people picking up um, sounds or something that they that they pick up because because of, of of waves that are out there. Like this is just stuff that we know that some people are more susceptible to. And there's kind of two general theories yeah. on time or on time travel on its after effect. There's the divergent and the convergent theory. The divergent is you go back, change something, and you get a universe where it happened where it was unchanged and a universe where it happened where it wasn't changed. The convergent one is where the two timelines now meld together into a single coherency. And the thing is, what we're already talking about is effectively coherency. We have people who believe something that's out of coherency with the rest of us, which makes me think if time does work in such a way where the two lines, oh, sorry, I'm saying coherency, I meant continuity. Um, if we are working within the time travel hypothesis where the two lines merge into a singular continuity, I would believe that it would be possible for someone's continuity not to have been fully changed. I feel like you are literally describing the idea behind the Loki series on Disney Plus. I like, like the Loki the, series. Yeah, I know. Like there's this divert like there's this police force out there that's gonna start rounding up people that are affected <laughs> by the Mandela effect. They're gonna be like, oh, that person thinks that Mandela <laughs> Mandela's out of prison. <laughs> got him. Hey, hey, this guy over here, he thinks the guy got ran over by the tank. Shoot him. <laughs> like that this might start now I I believe that we all know how terrible the government and uh is and how some of these clandestine organizations can be. I really want you guys to be on the lookout now for time police. Uh those of you that might feel you are suffering from Mandela effect or experience it. Uh, please go back to some of our earlier episodes uh, about how to avoid getting black bagged. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, we used to do a black bag tip yeah, of the day. Yeah. Uh, here, black bag tip of the day. Uh, don't tell people if you feel like you're experiencing the Mandela effect. <laughs> don't, oh, say it, don't say it out loud. Um, 
Uh, this has been a hell of a talk. I is, really like this, this one. Is, this has been this has been a ride. No, I, 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 let's get into some final thoughts. I think that I think that as we go through, I think that as we go through life, I think we're playing a advanced game of telephone, like when we were kids. Like remember when you were a kid and you know you'd all sit in a circle, you'd you'd sp- say an idea to one person and would go around secretly to the room. And by the time that it got back to you. It is a, it is a nothing. It's like, a it's a yeah. Chinese whisper yeah, theory, yeah, which like, I don't like that term, but that's what people call it. We, yeah, well, that's why I said the telephone game. <laughs> it's I kind like, of find it to be a little bit of a racist right, term, but that's what like, again why I said the telephone <laughs> game. But we do that where we put out these ideas or we get ideas just from so many people, and a lot of times we don't even realize that we're picking this information up. I mean, really, like I, I remember this really cool experiment that. Uh, one of my philosophy professors did from when from when I was in, from when we were me and Vic were in college, and she said, "Go out and start keeping track of the time that you see an advertisement." Okay, and you'll stop doing it after about two minutes because you're re- you're gonna write like you're gonna write like fifty ticks really quick. Was this stole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember yeah. this class. So, but it makes you realize how much information comes to you without you even realizing it. And I think that oftentimes can end up affecting your memories in ways in which people just don't even realize. And I think that's part of the mental life. That being said, I'm not saying there can't be paranormal causes for Mandela effects out there. I'm not going to say that we don't have the possibility for this to pop up. We could go totally SCP and say it's a paranormal mimetic effect. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I, But I think the vast majority of them... I think are explained by memory by just are our, our, our just how with how ephemeral memory is. Oh God. My final thoughts. I don't think any of the theories that are currently out there are a sufficient answer. Truthfully, if something's occurring, I kind of think it's potentially on the universal subconscious or a, or a subconscious mechanism that we don't fully understand or a physics mechanism that we, that is way outside our understanding. I think that there is something occurring, but I don't think I've been satisfied by any answer I've I've received from anyone. Um, but also, I wanted to give you guys an update when you're talking about uh, looking out for like men in black and stuff. Um, I realized that uh, I never gave an update to uh, the experiment I did where I would like pinch myself in public and look for mannequin people. Uh, the update is I didn't find any mannequin people, and I just pinched myself a bunch of times. <laughs> All right. Uh, tell us, let us know what you guys think below. Uh, comment below what your favorite Mandela effect is. I would love to, to hear some of the Mandela effects that maybe that we didn't get into. I know the Berenstein Bears, the Berenstein Bears is a popular one. That I think it's just people, teachers mispronouncing the name when they're reading the book to people. I really think that one Yeah, because be you're reading it to kindergartners yeah. and Berenstein or Bernstein would be one that would make us all fail the spelling test. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's how I relate that. Uh, I, I don't even think I can print. I, I've, I've heard that phrase 50 times researching this episode, and I still can't pronounce it right. Oh, I, I totally grew up with Bernstein. What about you? Huh? Did you grow up with Bernstein or Bearstein? Again, man, I'm Catholic. We don't read. <laughs> we use the pictures, okay? That's how I'm more concerned about what the bears look like they're doing in it to give you the gist of, of what's going on. And I will I will add a slight nod of Catholic art is usually pretty. Yes, uh, and gets the job done, apparently. Um, <laughs> so, 
Uh, put that below. Do you guys think that the Mandela effect is actually caused by people's lapse of memory? Do you think that there is some other explanation? Is there an explanation for the Mandela effect that me and Vic didn't get to? I thought we actually did. So if there's another one that's out there, please let us know. Um, we can talk oh, I about, know there's some. We oh, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there is. Uh, let us know. Uh, if you're listening to this somewhere, please hit that like button. Leave us a review. If you're listening on YouTube, hit that notification bell. And so thank that, you all for listening. Please, thank yeah, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it so much. We've seen an uptick in uh, listeners and subscribers. And to everybody who's new listening to us, we appreciate it. You know, the other day someone commented that we sounded like uh, Coast to Coast. And that, Ooh, that, I always like that when I, I hear know. that. I, I do. I get the warm and fuzzy. So I really appreciate that. We didn't really think when we started this anybody would want to listen to the two of us ramble. Yep. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's just that being said. But um, until next time, guys, keep believing. Because we'll keep listening. All right, guys, we're going to slide into the Pillow Talk segment of this podcast. If you want to check out the rest of this awesome podcast, all you got to do is go over to our Patreon and sign up for as little as a dollar a month. You get the rest of this awesome podcast, uh, as well as bonus episodes that we put up. And if you sign up to be $2 more a month, you get to vote on the poll for the theme for next month. So let's keep this conversation going about the men. There were some random things I wanted to throw out real quick. First, uh, I'm coming around on these like gumball head beers. It's just an IPA. It's all the same thing. But I've just eaten vegan food today. Okay. So I'm feeling loose. I I, got another. IPAs are like the ketchup bottles of the alcohol world because they just put different covers, but it's the same thing. The other thing I wanted to throw out is a trap I got caught in, and I want to warn all of you to not get caught in it. If you are at the gym with a trainer, which I've been doing to kind of get over some muscle atrophy from when I was sick, if they go, today we're going, you're going to do my leg day or my arm day, don't do it. It is a trap to incapacitate <laughs> you for several days. It is, it is, just say no. Say no to that. No, you say no when they're like, would you like to sign up to be a gym membership? I'm like, hell no, I'm not giving you my money. Dude, I... We did his leg day, and I barely want Like, I'm doing the noodle leg thing, just like, get to the car, get to the car. And even today, I can barely stand up and walk. Why would you behave?
Thank you.